Have you ever been down in the dark? Like if you've been on those cave tours, you know, you pay good money to do this. And they take you way down in the belly of the earth and then they cruise around for a while and they say, look at this and stalactites and stalagmites and you just going, wow, that's so cool. And they go, let's turn off the lights. You know, let's not. So they turn off the lights and it is so dark because you don't see, there's not a glimpse of anything else, just darkness. And in that darkness, there is, it's, you can almost feel it. And imagine if you're a miner and you're down digging and then there's a collapse and you're trapped or like those kids that were trapped in the mine or the tunnels and they had to be rescued and you just go, I'm just stuck in darkness, serious darkness, and it's thick. That kind of darkness helps you to appreciate any kind of light. And just if they light a candle, you know, wow. Look how much you can see. And some of those, they demonstrate that. You know, they'll light a little miner's hat, and you go, man, it just, you can see everything. And it's impressive. A little bit of light makes all the difference. So we're, we are looking at coming out of the darkness. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at moving into Christ's kingdom, being transferred from darkness into light, comes from Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. For he, God, has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's the transfer. That's the thing that has happened. He's rescued us. It was like those divers that went into that flooded cave and went and got those kids, and they rescued those kids from the darkness, from the cave, from being separated from everybody else. Their lives were in danger, their lives were at an end, unless they were rescued. And God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. Kingdom is this rulership, it's the control over an area. The queen has just passed and she has a realm, the United Kingdom, the commonwealth that stretches around the world. And he goes, she's... When she puts on that crown and she's sworn in, she's responsible for all of that. Now, they don't have the authority they once had or she didn't, but that is the idea of a king or a queen is they have this area and they have authority over that particular piece of real estate or countries or whatever it may be. So the kingdom of darkness means that there is a rulership that exists in this world that is being run by dark entities who are opposed to what God is doing and what God wants for you. So we've got another player who is running this, and, and there's a multitude of them, but we're going to put this, you know, if we just say the, that Satan is in charge, he is the one, the prince of the power of the air, he's the kingdom, he's running this kingdom of darkness, and that is the world in which everyone on this planet outside of Christ lives. Everyone. You know, what is wrong with this world? How come we're like this? There you go, kingdom of darkness. 
But this isn't the way they were back. Yeah, it is. Because the king of darkness has been doing this since the get-go. All you have to do is flip to chapter 3 of Genesis and you begin the process. This has been going on a while. The kingdom of darkness has been tempting, tripping up, terrifying, tearing people down since the get-go. And the kingdom of darkness means that. What's it like when you go into those caves or those tunnels and they turn off the lights? And you cannot see. And you can't find your way out. Because you don't know how you got where you're at. And now you can't, uh, without feeling the walls, figure out where the openings are to get back to fresh air, to some light, find your way back to life. That's the kingdom of darkness. And people are trapped in that. And sadly, many Christians decide that they like to keep a foot in both sides. So... A little bit of kingdom darkness. Don't want to let go of too much of that. And then the kingdom of light. But what we're told here is this remarkable thing that God has done is to take those who have turned to Christ and rescued them from this. They're no longer stuck in that. They are rescued. Then he transfers them. They're not just brought out of that. They are transferred into a new kingdom altogether. A kingdom of his son. So now, in the kingdom of, with Jesus, it's a whole new deal. But we're going to look at the kingdom of darkness. So let's examine this. We'll drill down. We'll dive into this a little bit. Kingdom of darkness. And anytime we're talking about darkness, we're talking about an absence of light. If we're talking about uh, cold, we're talking about an absence of heat. So a lot of definitions are just the absence of. So in this case, darkness, absence of light, absence of God, an absence of truth, an absence of life. I just put all those things in there. So an absence of life or an absence of light in the kingdom of darkness. We're going to lay this out. What would that look like? What What is that? How does that? that uh, impact somebody in the 21st century. There's lostness. Imagine you're in the tunnel, you're in the cave, the lights are out. If you are alone in that tunnel or cave and you're trying to find your way around, and there are lots and lots of different areas that you can go that peel off of, of the whatever channel you happen to be in, you're going to be lost. So there's lostness in the darkness. There's a uh, a sense of that, a palpable feeling of lost, and a feeling of panic that comes with I don't, I, you know, where do I turn? Where do I go? What's next? That lostness can be a, a lostness as a human being. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I fit. I I I'm trying to discover myself. I'm trying to uh, find out what's the truth in this. Well, that's my truth. That's your truth. Well, that's a bunch of crap. There's one truth, the one that hits you in the face when you come up against it. That truth is reality. It does not change. It is a brick wall. That truth. But when you're lost, you're just throwing out all kinds of things. So you're just running into people. You're running into things. You're shouting. You're screaming. You're protesting. You're got placards you go everywhere all over the internet and 
scream about how all these things ought to be different, and you're lost as a goose in the dark. So, lostness is part of it. Muddled thinking, the, the inability to put together what is real, what is true, what is valuable, and, and sort through with clarity, with logic, with integrity. This is out of darkness. Influenced by the king of darkness, by the entities that rule the darkness. And they're playing with your head. They are whispering in your ear. They are dragging you. All you have to do is a little bit of time reading what's going on in the culture today, and you go, wow, that's just fairly evident. Muddled thinking is all around. And don't think it's just them, because it can get us too. Anytime we're not walking in the light, muddled thinking, lostness, enters in again. And if you've ever felt that, man, I am so stuck, I'm so alone, I don't know what to do next, I'm just, where is God, the end is coming. Is that light or darkness? Because Jesus is offering us light. God said, I have transferred you from the darkness, the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of his Son. I love that because you could put S-U-N with S-O-N and you got a pretty cool picture. We're moving into the light. Muddled thinking is part of it. Fear is part of it. Fear of tomorrow. Fear of what I did yesterday. Fear of what somebody else is going to do to me. Fear of everything's going. we're going to run out of energy. We're going to run out of money. We're going to run out of something. And so fear takes over. It goes into paranoia. Well, I need to lash out at people because I can't trust them. I don't know what they're... They're not looking out for me. Nobody's looking out for me. I'm in the darkness. What do I do when I'm in the darkness and I start hurting, feeling bad, and everything's coming? I got muddled thinking. You know the thing people tend to go for? It's not smiles and hugs and giggles. They get angry. You ever been that way? Been around anybody like that? They lash out. They holler, they fall apart, paranoia, gnawing pain. And that, that, can, that can be emotional pain, mental pain, relational pain, gnawing pain that is physical. You feel it. You feel it in your gut. The gnawing pain of this darkness is so significant that your body is responding to it and enters into it. It is ruled by the darkness, this, this whole thing. The entities that, that are playing in opposition to God want to take you down, and they don't, they don't want to make your life happy. Now, they'll trick you because they're using a carrot and a stick, and they'll get you to follow the carrot. Here's your big reward, and then as soon as you are getting close and you can never get it, then you get hit with the stick and... And then because of muddled thinking, you blame God for that instead of the darkness and the evil evil entities who are part of that. Do you know what Jesus says about this? People who wind up in this darkness, and he's talking about outer darkness, and he'll say that you know, people who rebel, reject him, ultimately wind up in this outer darkness, a place where there is... Anguish, that pain, gnashing of teeth, 
See why he describes it that way? Because that's the darkness. And why did he come? To rescue people from the darkness. So obviously, people should reject him and go do their own thing. Because, you know, we, even those who say, well, we're going to follow Jesus, go, eh, not so much. Because we like to play with the darkness. We have been rescued from the darkness by a gracious God who is greater than any of these entities who are in the dark. Greater than all of them. And he says, here's the kingdom, this new kingdom, the kingdom of my son. So precious to me, the kingdom of my son. And I want you to be part of that. I want to move you to that. So I'm going to transfer you over. So moved into Christ's kingdom. Here's the rescue. God's rescue mission involved many factors and impossible situations so you could be part of his family. He said he was going to do it. That's all the way back in Genesis 3.15. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring about, I'm going to send a deliverer and I'm going to crush Satan's head and I'm going to move you into a whole new kind of existence and he's going to make it possible and through all you read through the Hebrew scripture, the Old Testament, you get into the New Testament, you see story after story, event after event. All of those things God is working and doing to accomplish this purpose of moving you from darkness to light into the kingdom of his son. And he wants you to enjoy that. So that's God's plan. Step one, God's plan. He said it from the beginning. He got this thing rolling. Step two, the process, how he's accomplishing that. He does it with Abraham. He does it with the people of Israel. He does it with promises that he's given through the prophets, through Moses, and he is bringing this thing around. And at exactly the right time, Jesus comes up He's born to the right people, genetically falling into exactly the family he was supposed to. He aims at that, and just from the get-go, from the beginning, talking to Adam and Eve, first two people on the planet. So what are the odds that through all the people that are born between that time and when Jesus shows up, that he's going to hit this thing, this nail on the head? Exactly. At the right time. So that Mary's told, you're going to have a baby. Nine months later, she has the baby exactly on time. Who now lives exactly the number of days he's supposed to. And Jesus says, when different things happen, well, it's not my time yet. How do you know that? Because there's a plan. There's a process. God is working this thing out. It's coming to be on that day that he will be crucified. He will die. And he will be resurrected exactly on time. To accomplish his purpose, God's purposes. So God has, step three, his provision. He's provided. He provided food, manna in the desert. He's provided a way with truth. He's provided the scriptures. He's provided uh, like Moses and the law. He's given directions. He's provided leaders for different, for the countries. But he's also provided Jesus, the sacrifice the one who would come, the perfect sacrifice, who had to be both God, fully God, fully human, fully man, to accomplish this purpose, and he provides his own sacrifice. He also provides his own king. He provides the way, and he 
This is all part of what God's doing, God's rescue plan. God's, number one, his plan, his process of provision, it's God's power that he's made all of those things happen, that he's directed even the DNA to arrive at Jesus at the right time through Mary. You got this incredible process that's happened. Then he is raised from the dead. That's the power of God bringing a dead person back to life, shifting things around so that now the kingdom of Jesus is the one that is superior. There is no greater. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. God's power, he will accomplish his good through him, through this kingdom. Holy Spirit comes, more power is provided, available to us, to each one of us, to follow him, to enjoy all that God's made, made possible. And he has rescued us from darkness to live an entirely different life, to be part of his family, taking us through these impossible situations, the whole human family, to get to this place with this goal, new life. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Preceding the kingdom of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. All those who believe in in the Lord, all those who live in the light, who walk his way, not, not, well, I'm in the darkness and I'll do light a little bit tomorrow maybe, but I'm back in the darkness. And No, those who live in the light, those who have moved into this kingdom, he's enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people. I don't know if you have rich relatives, but if if a rich relative dies and you are the sole beneficiary, you inherit. You know what that means, right? You get the Mercedes, the big house. You get it. You inherit that. How much does God have that you can inherit? Unlimited resources. Unlimited God who can make things out of nothing, and you get to inherit. You've moved into a new kingdom. You get to inherit this because you're in the light. This sounded better yet. It's Christ's kingdom. We're going into a new place. Christ's kingdom. There's a new ruler. New ruler, Colossians 1.13. He's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. So now we move into this this place where the ruler is no longer Satan and his cronies or all the, the entities of darkness who are opposed to us. We've moved into a whole new arena where Christ is the ruler, the one who cares about us, who loves us, who has desired for us to be part of his family since the very beginning. He's the one, and he wants to, to be the, the one who's going to provide the, the leadership, the direction. He wants to make sure that we're taken care of. He, he is the Prince of Peace, so he wants to bring wholeness to our lives. He is going to be the one on which the government is on his shoulders, which means he has the authority to run things, and those things will be run with justice, with goodness, with a purpose to see you 
shine like never before. He takes over. That's way different than having the darkness ruling in our lives. It's so different to live in the kingdom of his son. So the new ruler, Jesus, is offering us this whole new experience. So here's the new day in Christ's kingdom. A new day in Christ's kingdom. We are free. We are rescued. Now when you're trapped in the darkness, you're down in the tunnel, you're down in the cave, uh, you're not exactly free. You try to turn one way or the other, you run into that wet wall, it's cold, and you go, wow, I can't get, I can't get out. And if it's a cave-in, you're definitely stuck. Here's God's plan. He's going to come and free us from the darkness, from that trap. He's going to move us into a new life. There's, and it's for good. So he's, there's free, we're going to be free. We're going to have the goodness of this new ruler and his kingdom in which he is looking out for what's really good, not, not how we would define good, but the true capital G, good. And he is looking for us to experience that from one end of our lives to the other. And he wants to bring that so that we know how wonderful that is and we respond out of joy, which is another part. He's going to free us. We're going to experience the good. We'll be joyous in response to the things that he's bringing in the darkness, there's heaviness, there's the burden, there's the complaining, there's the whining, there's nobody does it, nobody understands me, everybody's against me, I'm going to eat worms. It's just horrible, this life. And here we have Jesus frees us. He brings what's good. We respond with joy. Out of that, when we have that joyful heart, there's health. Health, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. He's bringing this health, the wholeness, the shalom, the peace that can only come from him. And it brings that out for us as he brings us into a family that's experiencing that too. And we get to share that together here in this world, the world to come. It's purposeful. God has a plan for all of us. In this, we, we're not just sitting around playing harps. Most of us don't even know how to tune a harp, let alone play it. So that's not the purpose. He has something really amazing set up for us, and he wants us to be ready for that. So he frees us from the darkness so we can begin the process of walking in the light in his kingdom and preparing for this life that is yet to come. And it's purposeful now, purposeful then. We will see justice come. The things that he's going to bring will be just. We won't get ripped off. We won't be hollering, why don't they do this? Or why don't, you know, it's usually them, not us, who seem to be out of whack with justice. But he will balance that all out in us, around us, the whole world. And it will be lasting because it does not come to an end. So 10,000 times 10,000 years and we will still be learning and growing and involved in the things God has for us. And it will just be amazing in this new day in Christ's kingdom. And it will be run right because of the king that we have. Yeah, England just got a new king. Maybe, you know, some things will be run right. Probably not everything. He's human. That's kind of how it goes. 
The other word you could use here is righteous, but I, I had a feeling that would not carry the same idea. It's just, hey, just run right. Uh, Rachel called a little, a little while ago, our oldest daughter, and she was coming up from Muskogee, and her truck acted up, so she's sitting in the quick trip parking lot down there on Highway 69. And because her truck was not running right. That's what happens when things don't run right. Government doesn't run right. Your life doesn't run right. Your relationships don't run right. Your family doesn't run right. That's what happens. And everybody's going to be parked at the quick trip in Muskogee. Because they don't run right. But with Jesus and the new kingdom, it's going to run right. It's a whole different thing. Because he knows what he's doing. And he's invited us to be part of it. To be part of this family. So God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us. Moved us into this whole new kingdom of his son. Ah, It's a new day because of Christ. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Hmm. Go to that next one. It's not there. Oh, bummer. All right. What we're going to do now is let me offer you the opportunity to say, yes, I want to experience that. I want to see something different in my life. You know, I've had some muddled thinking. And the fear, the paranoia has grown. I tend to lash out rather than love. I tend to complain rather than give God the glory and thanks he deserves for all the good that he's brought into my life. I tend not to want to draw near to him as much as I like just pushing away from everyone else and getting my own way or trying to make them do it my way. And he is sitting in heaven going, I have transferred you into the kingdom of my son. So, maybe walking in the light is the answer to a whole lot of things. The pressures, the uncertainties that maybe plague you is walking in the light, enjoying the thing that he has made possible by listening to his son, his son, who's the king. No longer listening to those dark entities who would like to destroy you or destroy your family, or destroy the country, or whatever else they can get their hands on. But his son, who's offering you life, and light, and an entirely new situation. There may be things that you've wrestled with, and you go, I don't, I don't even really know where that's coming from. It may be just you. It may just be the, the way things felt, but it also may be that some... Entities, some leftovers from the kingdom of darkness are at work. So this would be a great time. We're told by James that we can deal with the the dark things. When we draw near to God, James 4, we draw near to God. He comes near to us. Here's Here's that other part. 
Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God. God comes near to you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So when you get the closer you get to God, the less the devil can stay there because he can't stand that light. And this is your opportunity. There may be things rolling around in your head, things happening in your heart, things in your life that have been influenced, drugged down, crushed by the darkness. Draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. Resist the devil. So you can do that right now. Right now, in your head, your heart, your mind, you can do that. And we're going to close our eyes for just a moment. Moment of silence. And allow the Lord to just point those things out. Anything that we need, anything that needs to shift, anything that needs to change, because we have been transferred into this new kingdom with a new king who knows how to run things. And it's time to let him draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Resist the devil and he will flee. Lord, we recognize that you are the ultimate authority. All power in heaven and earth are yours. And we reject the 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 powers of darkness, the ones that have landed in and around us, in our families, community, our church. Lord, we want your goodness. We want your light. We want your truth. We want your love to be very real in us and around us. We have been transferred into your kingdom. Let it shine Let it shine in us. Lord, we thank you for what Jesus has done. Thank you, Father, for rescuing us from the kingdom of darkness, transferring us into the kingdom of your wonderful Son. In his name we pray. Amen.